and he'd never once frightened her. Our home life isn't a success because we don't have a home life, Max. We didn't see your family over Christmas. We've worked over New Year. For God's sake, we watched the fireworks out of the office window. And did you know today is the last day for taking down the decorations? We didn't even have any, Max. We didn't do Christmas. It just happened all around us while we carried on. And I want more than that. I want... I don't know, a house, a garden, time to potter amongst the plants, to stick my fingers in the soil and smell the roses. Her voice softened. We never stop and smell the roses, Max. Never. He frowned, let his breath out on a harsh sigh, and stared at his watch. His voice, when he spoke, was gruff. We have to go. We're going to miss our flight. Take some time out, if that's what you need, but come with me, Jules. Get a massage or something. Go and see a Zen garden, but for God's sake, stop this nonsense. Nonsense? Her voice was cracking and she firmed it, but she couldn't get rid of the little shake in it. I don't believe you, Max. You haven't heard a damn thing I've said. I don't want to go to a Zen garden. I don't want a massage. I'm not coming. I need time. Time to think, time to work out what I want from life, and I can't do that with you pacing around the hotel bedroom at four o'clock in the morning and infecting me with your relentless enthusiasm and hunger for power. I just can't do it, and I won't. He dashed his hand through his hair again, rumpling the dark strands and leaving them on end, and then threw his wash bag in on top of the crumpled shirt, tossed in the shoes that were lying on the bed beside the case and slammed it shut. You're crazy. I don't know what's got into you, PMT or something. And anyway, you can't just walk out. You've got a contract. A con! She laughed. A strange high-pitched sound that fractured in the middle. So sue me, she said bitterly. And turning away, she walked out of their bedroom and into the huge open-planned living space with its spectacular view of the river, before she did something she'd regret. It was still dark the lights twinkling on the water and she stared at them until they blurred. Then she shut her eyes. She heard the zip on his case as he closed it, the trundle of the wheels, the sharp click of his leather soles against the beautiful wooden floor. I'm going now. Are you coming? No. Are you sure? Because if you don't, that's it. Don't expect me to run around after you begging. She nearly laughed at the thought, but her heart was too busy breaking. I don't. Good. So long as we understand one another. Where's my passport? On the table with the tickets, she said without turning round and waited, her breath held. Waited for what? Some slight concession? An apology? No, never that. I love you? but she couldn't remember when he last said those words, and he didn't say them now. She heard his footsteps, the wheels of his case on the floor, the rattle of his keys, the rustle of paper as he picked up the flight details, his passport and tickets, then the click of the latch. Last call. I'm not coming. Fine. Suit yourself. You know where to find me when you change your mind. Then there was a pause, and again she waited, but after an age, he gave a harsh sigh, and the door clicked shut. 
Still she waited, till she heard the ping of the lift, the soft hiss of the door closing, the quiet hum as it sank down towards the ground floor. Then she sat down abruptly on the edge of the sofa and jerked in a breath. He'd gone. He'd gone and he hadn't said a word to change her mind, not one reason why she should stay. Except that she'd be breaking her contract. Her contract of all things. All she wanted was some time to think about their lives, and because she wouldn't go with him, he was throwing away their marriage and talking about a blasted contract. Damn you, Max! she yelled. But her voice cracked and she started to cry great racking sobs that tore through her and brought bile to her throat. She ran to the bathroom and was horribly violently sick, then slumped trembling to the floor, her back propped against the wall, her legs huddled under her on the hard marble.